Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to Obscurities. I'm Debbie Rashawn, and today we're going to explore an alien encounter, specifically the Cash Landrum incident. From 1947 to 1969, at the height of the Cold War, Americans reported over 12,000 UFO sightings. These were all accounted for in Project Blue Book, a United States Air Force-conducted project with the mission to investigate these incidences and decipher if any of them were a threat to national security. These reports are available to read to this day via the records section of the FBI's official government website. Needless to say, fascination with extraterrestrial life and unidentified flying objects has been a part of the human psyche for longer than we could likely account for. With the galaxy so enormous, it seems like a natural curiosity to fathom the possibility of intelligent life outside of our own planet. Though these three-plus decades marked the height of alleged UFO sightings, accounts continued for years up until this very day all over the world. One incident back in 2011 was a sighting of a hovering light above the Islamic shrine known as the Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem. It made believers of the many of millions who viewed it on YouTube, though it is now widely believed to be a hoax after closer examination by experts in the field. Some UFO sightings, however, are not believed by their witnesses to be from outside this world but devices created by their own military or the government at large. The Cash Lundrum incident embedded in UFO culture is one of these accounts. On the night of December 29, 1980, in the small town of Dayton, Texas, 60-year-old Betty Cash, her friend Vicki Landrum, age 67, and Vicki's grandson, Colby Landrum, seven at the time, were driving back home from a dinner out. It was 9 p.m., and Betty was behind the wheel of her Oldsmobile Cutlass. They spoke of how great it was to be out enjoying each other's company when suddenly a light came from above. Nothing too crazy at first. They knew that Houston Intercontinental Airport, now known as George Bush Intercontinental Airport, was about 35 miles out from them. They continued driving, but the light got brighter, and the objects started to get very close. What they originally believed to be an ordinary plane began to resemble something far different. As it approached more closely, they accounted for it having a diamond shape and a flame coming from the base. At this point, beyond the blinding light, they started to feel the heat from the aircraft's flame being emitted. Vicky urged her friend to stop the car as they were getting closer to the object and she feared getting burned. 
Vicky Landrum, a Christian, then looked at her grandson, and in either a testament to her own faith or simply an effort to put the young boy at ease, said, That's Jesus. He will not hurt us. Betty Cash was not as welcoming and contemplated turning around, but the narrow road allowed no such room to do and squashed that possibility. As she stopped short, Vicky's hand reached for the dashboard to maintain her stability, and as she removed her hand, an imprint was made right there on the vinyl due to the extreme heat being emitted off the flying saucer, according to their account. Though investigators later cited this as tangible evidence of the encounter, no visible proof of it that could be shown ever materialized. The UFO hovered only a few feet above them, and since there was no turning back, they decided instead to get out of the car and investigate. Vicki Landrum would only take a couple of steps, though, before her grandson started crying in fear, so she went back to comfort him. Betty, however, was both mesmerized and frightened. She froze in awe at the sight of something so inexplicable. A few minutes went by, and Vicky yelled at her friend to get back inside the car. It took her a moment, but as Betty reached for the door handle to get back inside behind the wheel, the car's metal was so hot that she needed to use her jacket sleeve just to help her open it without burning her hand. It just felt like I was burning from the inside out, Betty had recounted in an interview. They remained parked for a few moments then recalled the diamond-shaped object taking off. The ladies took another minute or so to cool down before continuing the drive, when suddenly the sound, and later sight, of helicopters approached. Not just a couple of helicopters, but 23 military-style choppers flying above. When things finally quieted down, they finished the drive home. Betty dropped off Vicky and Colby, and they all did their very best to get good night's sleep. Just a few hours later, in the middle of the night, Vicky heard shouts from her seven-year-old grandson. Grandma! Grandma! He had vomited, and then she noticed he had a fever. He was incredibly thirsty as well. By morning, after finally getting a little bit of sleep in, Vicky too was sick with the same symptoms. On top of those symptoms, they also had extreme cases of sunburn. Vicky became worried for her friend and drove to Cash's house with her grandson. They were in shock because though their own ailments could be dismissed as an occasional ordinary illness, Betty Cash was far worse. She ran a high fever and large blisters covered her face. We have to get you to a hospital, Vicki Landrum urged her, and once convincing her, she drove her to the Parkway Hospital. Despite no other outside explanations, she was diagnosed with having radiation poisoning after being examined, and there was no doubt in their minds of the culprit. I don't believe in little green men, Vicki was quoted as saying in a later interview. The incident happening a short distance from Bergstrom Air Force Base, along with the military-style helicopters, had them convinced there was some untold government testing being conducted 
and that they were unwilling participants of it, rather than some type of alien encounter, they got in touch with the UFO investigator who noticed a keen sureness from the women when they were able to pinpoint the exact location of where the encounter took place. Residents of the area were questioned, and 10 or more people within a five-mile radius recounted the same diamond-shaped flying object. Between seven and eight people saw the fleet of helicopters that followed. A skeptic may want to know who these people were. While one of them was respected Dayton, Texas police officer, Detective Lamar Walker. Walker was actually able to give a better description of those military-style helicopters as being Chinooks. Beyond all that, a stain covered the road where the encounter took place, the culprit being the extreme heat from the lady's perspective. Once word spread of Cash and Lundrum looking into what was going on, things really started to get strange. The same area that they saw marked in the pavement was repaired soon after viewing it. Four months after the encounter, an understandably on-edge Colby Landrum got very upset at the sight and sound of a helicopter by his house. Grandmother Vicky decided to drive Colby to the base where the chopper was headed with the rationale that seeing it up close with the pilot may calm his nerves. They drove to the landing zone and spoke to the gentleman who even allowed them inside the aircraft. Strangely, the helicopter was the Boeing CH-47 Chinook, and the pilot said he was in the area to check on an issue with the UFO near Bergstrom Air Force Base. Landrum became overjoyed, recalling the UFO encounter and saying she hoped he would help her get to the bottom of what had been done to her, her grandson, and Betty. The man's demeanor suddenly changed as he quickly ushered them off the aircraft, revealing no more information. It was over. Betty's condition only got worse. She would lose 50% of her hair and develop more patches all over her face. The women demanded answers. They made contact with both U.S. senators from Texas, John Tower and Lloyd Benson. Both were veterans of the military as well. With their help, they finally got the interview they wanted at Bergstrom Air Force Base eight months after the incident. With Air Force Captains Terry Davis and John Camp sitting down together for two hours, Cash and Landrum were not angry but felt they deserved to know if this was some testing being conducted by their own government, and if so, why? They did not get the answers they were seeking when the officials vehemently denied any military operations in the area. Their claim for medical damages was denied the following month. In 1982, the women's $20 million lawsuit against the federal government was dismissed for lack of evidence. The years went by, and Betty's health in particular continued to decline. She suffered a heart attack and developed several types of cancer, including breast cancer, leading to surgical breast removal. 
all three of them developed white blood cell counts far below the normal range, making it more difficult to fight off common infections. Betty moved back to Alabama due to her health issues and to be cared for by her mother. She died in 1998 at the age of 69 from heart failure. For all 18 years of her life, Following the encounter, she was hospitalized at least once annually. Vicki Landrum lived a fuller life, dying at age 83 in 2007, but was survived by an amazing 14 grandchildren, 24 great-grandchildren, and nine great-great-grandchildren. The women appeared on several shows over the years that followed, recounting their story. Also, a book was even published in 1998 by John F. Schuessler. He was the paranormal investigator who helped the women. The book was simply titled The Cash Landrum UFO Incident. Noted skeptic authors like Brian Dunning chalk up the health issues experienced by Betty Cash to unfortunate coincidental genetic predispositions and see the Laundrum's health issues as minor and unrelated to any UFO encounter. Bergstrom Air Force Base closed in late September of 1993, not long after the alleged encounter, and it was demolished with not a trace left. Interesting. What will live on forever, though, is the Cash Laundrum incident, both in popular culture and in the subculture of UFO enthusiasts. With shows like The X-Files and a movement to raid Area 51 as recently as last year, be assured that interest in what's out there beyond the Milky Way and what suspicious technology is in the hands of our own government is here to stay. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.